Hello and welcome to the sequel to a PhD podcast. I'm Shirley Marquant, your host, and I'm so excited that you're here. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. So I want to start out just by saying thank you to all the people who have listened to some of the recent episodes and reached out with really kind and supportive, encouraging words. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. And I appreciate you joining me to listen as as a kind of experiment with this podcast and experiment with chatting, talking about some of the ideas I've been thinking through or some of the things that are on my mind on any given day. So just thank you for being here. So for today, I want to talk about the concept of changing goals and what it means to change a goal, maybe before we may have necessarily achieved any given goal. So when I first started my notes for what I wanted to talk about this in this episode, I wrote the question, does changing your goals equate with failure? And I had an immediate visceral reaction of, well, of course not. But that reaction, I think, was coming from my thinking brain, whereas I know that my um, more of like a gut response would be like, oh, yeah, I failed at something. Because I have also experienced that feeling of either I have or am failing at this because it doesn't feel right, or I can't seem to make this work, or I don't feel good doing it. Or the question of or the idea of everyone is going to think I failed because I'm shifting my path or my work to do something else. So failure is this big, heavy word that just like brings everything down, obviously. And when we feel that way, that can really get in the way of moving towards something that's maybe more um, more aligned with what we want, because that, that failure feeling just, ugh, it's just a weight, right? So In preparing for this episode, I looked up what the word failure means, just as like a definition. And so Merriam-Webster defines failure in a couple of ways. One is a lack of success. Another definition is omission of occurrence or performance or failing to perform a duty or expected outcome. And then a third definition that I noted was a falling short. So when I looked at these definitions, I think that some of the important words that stood out to me were success and expected outcome, which in my mind, or at least in the way I've thought about it recently, those two words or those those words success and expected outcome carry so much of external metrics, external expectations that are defined by what other people may have necessarily decided is what success looks like. And these external expectations or these successes that we've been conditioned to strive towards towards these things. So when we're thinking about goals and goal setting, we hear so, so much about how to achieve our goals, how to be more disciplined, how to set the SMART goals, or staying accountable to your goals. And so, so much of the conversation around goals is focused on the outcome and on how to get to this thing that can be measured at the end. But I think that this focus on outcome leaves out a huge part of what we're actually doing as we work towards a goal. So I think that in order to work towards any goal, we have to learn and experiment and adapt to changing conditions. And I think that it's the process of working toward a goal where we're actually growing. That's where the growth is happening. We don't grow by achieving the goal. We grow by the process of getting there. 
So then if we look at it that way from the work towards a goal as really a process of growth, I think it provides more space to recognize that the initial defined outcome of our goal is not the only successful outcome. And that success in the process of growing could look like really almost anything. I think it's infinite. Success is infinite. And I think there's really no place even for the word failure when we're talking about our goals. There's really only success that looks different from what we might have initially anticipated. So then when we keep in mind the concept of the successes, what's happening as we work towards a goal, and then we come to the question of, is it okay for goals to change? I believe that of course it is, because that change reflects a sophistication in thinking, um, a sophistication in experience and understanding of what we're doing and what we want. It comes from learning what does and doesn't work, what's important to us now after having experimented and learned through the process of working toward whatever goal you had initially set. So again, like I said earlier, yes, of course it's okay for goals to change, but often that can feel, that change in the goal can feel to ourselves, we might interpret it for ourselves as we haven't we haven't achieved what we set out to achieve. So I'd really like to shift the thinking around that to say, okay, well, let's look at what has been achieved as part of the process of working toward that goal, as opposed to the outcome that may have been defined at the outset. So I want to take a look at a super broad example here. So let's say we're talking about the goal of what we want our career to look like as how we defined it before we started graduate school, maybe even what we wrote in our personal statements for application for PhD programs. And I know this might be a long ranging example, but I feel like it's a good example from my own experience. So for my example, I started graduate school with the goal of ultimately leading a small research team within a pharmaceutical company. I had already worked at a startup pharmaceutical company for four years before graduate school, and I could really clearly see what I wanted my um, my role to be at, not necessarily that company, but I could see that I wanted to be working in a pharmaceutical company. And so just as a side note, my time at that company was probably the best experience of my scientific career. And it definitely, definitely shaped a lot of how I approached whole lot of things, particularly during the early part of my life in science and how I approach mentorship and work and all kinds of things. So anyway, that's a little side note. So I had that goal of leading a small group at a pharmaceutical company in mind throughout graduate school, and it informed where I decided to do my postdoc, which was at a a big pharma company. And ultimately, after my postdoc, I was hired into a position that, at least on paper, looked like it was exactly what I had set out to achieve. I was working with a small team of scientists at a pharmaceutical company, and we were evaluating potential anti-cancer therapies. And if you were to look at it on, like I said, if you were to look at it on paper, it would almost exactly match up with what I had set out in the very beginning before graduate school to say, this is this is who I want to be. Except I became increasingly aware, especially during my postdoc and in the beginning of this permanent position, that I was no longer loving my work. 
it was a struggle to get motivated to do the like reading the literature to do the cell culture or the experiments or any number of other things that I had once really loved about being a bench scientist. And I kept feeling, I remember feeling very, very clearly like I was failing these questions of what was wrong with me? Why can't I get motivated to do this? Why don't I love this the way I used to or the way I thought I would? And it really like it was a sense of I I am failing at this and what's what's my problem? And so for a while I was like, oh, surely you just need to try harder. But then at a certain point that turned to thinking about how maybe this wasn't the right place for me anymore. So when I started thinking about leaving this role, thinking about leaving bench science, part of what I had to work through was this feeling that I had failed as a scientist. And although like now when I look at it with a little bit more objectivity, I can see that I was still a pretty darn good scientist. And it was really just a situation where my values and my interests had evolved and changed based on my experiences and what was going on in my life. And there just wasn't alignment anymore between that initial goal that was set way back before grad school and how I wanted to feel while working towards achieving or even executing that goal or moving that goal into a bigger goal, let's say. So I think something I've learned and am continuing to learn is to recognize that changing plans or changing goals is not a failure of achieving that initial expected outcome, but is instead a reflection of how we have evolved during the process. And I think actually that evolution is something that we should be celebrating. (laughs) We are learning, we're growing, and it doesn't matter what that ultimate outcome is. The process of just doing it is part of, um, like, that's a celebration. That's what we're here to do, experiment and learn. At least that's, that's my perspective on it. I think it's really important to look at the story of what has happened between then and now, then meaning when you initially set out with that initial goal, asking the question of how you have evolved, what have you learned about yourself through the process, and what's important for who you are now, as opposed to who you were then. And I think it's incredibly important to recognize that you're not the same person as when you set that goal, that you're allowed to follow what's important to you for what you want now. We are allowed to change. We're allowed to grow. We are constantly growing, (laughs) even without trying. Um, So I just think it's really important to recognize that. So when we're talking about this, about the concept of, yes, it's okay to change goals. You don't have to stay stay committed to an original goal. I know that there may be some people who might argue, well, if you're always changing your goal, how will you ever accomplish anything, right? So I would argue two things related to this. And the first is that I know that you, meaning the audience listening to this podcast, are not typically flaky people. We are we are a group that tend to overcommit ourselves, um, overcommit our time, our energy, put everything into whatever we're pursuing. So wanting something different from what was originally planned is not likely to be a reflection of a lack of commitment, but is probably coming from someplace um, true, something that isn't aligned or something that has either changed or that you've learned more about. And it's not it's not aligning with what you really want your life to look like. And that's okay. And then I think making lots of changes in goals is not a problem. It's okay. (laughs) It's okay if you change your mind 
I don't know, every six months, as long as those changes aren't coming from a place of fear. If it's fear, then there's there's other approaches to address it. If it's something that you still really want and you're just afraid of um, either doing the work that's necessary to move towards that or of achieving or what's going to happen when you achieve that goal, then that's, I mean, that's a different conversation. And it's totally legit to be afraid of things, but there's also ways to address fear as getting in the way of the goal. But when it's coming from a place of, I I know more now, I have evolved. What I said I want is not actually what I want anymore. Then that's that's something different. So if we start actively working towards something and then learn through the process that maybe that's not actually what we want, then that reflects experimenting and it reflects growth. And I think that we as scientists have no problem changing a hypothesis or our expected outcome when we get data that may shift our understanding of what's happening, either within an experiment or in a broader broader picture question or problem we're addressing. So we're used to making changes in what we expect the outcome to be. But then why can't we adapt that perspective to our personal goals or careers? I think, I know that that's a a challenge to apply that, uh, I guess, flexibility to our own lives, to, to our own realities. I think we attach a lot more value to goals and achieving, quote unquote, success, which is often defined by other people's metrics, because there are ways in which that success informs our understanding of our place in the world. And it gives sort of a language for us to know who we are, when really, I would argue that maybe it's okay if we don't have a word to exactly define who we are, we don't have the language to define who we are, or what we want. And it's more about how we feel as we're working towards whatever we're trying to work towards. And I would argue that the success is not something that's defined by a metric or an outcome, but it's actually from the growth and the learning that happens as we work towards whatever we're working towards. And that success is going to happen no matter the outcome. So go ahead and change your goal because really any outcome is going to be your own personal success. So I think the question I want to leave you with today is... If you are thinking about where you are now and what you're what you may be working towards right now and feeling like this is no longer exactly what you want to be working towards, one, give yourself permission to explore the possibilities for changing that goal. Um, that's just the permission to be curious and to explore. That's a really great starting point. But then also give yourself permission to look at the question of how have you evolved? What's written in the chapters of your own book between your initial plan and where you are now? And then most important, what do you want your next chapter or your next paragraph or even your next sentence to look like? What do you want that to feel like and have that maybe help shape the direction that you take next? We don't have to always be working towards this really defined outcome when that isn't when the work that's needed to get to that outcome does not feel right anymore. So I encourage you to trust yourself (laughs) and trust what you're feeling and change that goal if it's not right for you. And I will support that 
anytime. <laughs> so, so that's all I have for today. I'm so appreciative for all of you and I'm wishing everyone a great week ahead. Until next time. Thanks so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would really love it if you could rate or review it wherever you get your podcasts or share the episode with a friend. Thanks again. Till next time.